In this episode, we will be discussing suicide as it relates to the history and potential hauntings that the theater mentioned. If this is a topic that could potentially harm or upset you in any way, feel free to skip this episode. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline will be listed in the description in the event that you or a loved one is in need. Try to do oh opera, yeah! But... Welcome to Ghost Live CTC. I'm Chase. <laughs> I'm Lena. And you're um, listening and to. And welcome. You're listening to Ghost Light, the podcast. A CTC podcast. <laughs> How are you today, Chase? I'm doing good. I had a dream that my hair was all the way down to my waist, and it did not look oh. good at all. And also in my dream, Maddie Healy of the 1975. Mm-hmm. Um, took a liking to me and we became friends and I got him to dance. <gasps> oh my God. This is like our, both of our dream. It was, it was good. Yeah. I have a lot of dreams about Maddie Healy of just us like hanging out Ugh, and just having a good so old time. And then it. I wake up and I like listen to the 1975 and it's like, it hits different. It hits different when you listen to the 1975 after a dream. <laughs> after about <Maddie>. a dream. <laughs> um, it's good. Well, maybe you should, in order to meet Maddie Healy, maybe you should grow out your hair even though it looks bad. Oh, as like sort of like an oracle of like yeah, how, yeah. I, how... Right. <laughs> well, what's funny destiny. is in the dream too, like it was like we were in it, we were like in the same class, but the class was inside of my home. <laughs> and so all I was thinking about, like one of the first things I thought about when I woke up was if that class was in my house and that's how I met Maddie, then he must have seen all the photographs of him hanging on my walls <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on his way to class. <laughs> on his way to class in your yeah. dining room. Oh, also, last part of my dream is I got handed back a paper. <laughs> this is so, I actually am so embarrassed to admit that my subconscious created this in my dream. I was what? handed back a paper. I got 100% on it. And my <laughs> my teacher in the dream was like, Chase, this is so wonderfully written. I'm, I was so grateful to be able to like read your work. It was so well done. And do you know what my response was? This is <laughs> shameful. My what? response was, well, thank you for assigning such an incredible assignment. <gasps> I'm sorry if I like kiss ass ever. Oh my god, that's that is so funny. That is... <laughs> in your Ew! home, well, your in your homeschooled fever dream. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I was like, "Thank you, Mrs. Pe- Mrs. Pemberton, for you know what I mean." Like it was just <laughs> so. I felt like Miranda Cosgrove in a School of Rock. It was bad. What a goody good. Giddy, giddy, giddy. How are giddy, you? Giddy. I'm hungry. Period. What are you doing for, for dinner tonight? So many things. Um, I don't know. For dinner, I don't know, but I want mozzarella yeah. sticks. Um, yum, 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 yum. Anthony, my boyfriend, has I won't say introduced me to mozzarella sticks because obviously I knew they were a thing and I had eaten them, but like I eat a lot more mozzarella sticks now because of him. Yeah, Works. it's his legacy. <laughs> well, you should order some. Where do you guys get mozzarella sticks from normally? Oh, I mean, where do we not get mozzarella sticks from? <laughs> If they have it on the Anywhere menu, we get it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you order some tonight? I know. Is I he might. coming I over? Might. Um, no, I'm going there because I'm driving. Oh yeah, a car. Because Taylor McWilliams Woods, our esteemed executive producer. 
of all CTC of podcasts. All of the podcasts is loaning me her boyfriend's car. <laughs> yeah. So we, we weave a really tangled web here. <laughs> yeah. Who also loves, they also love the 1975, John and Taylor. They really do. And I mean, it would be good on everyone else to love them too. Yeah. So they're get, the, yeah, good boys. get your act together. Anyone who, I don't trust people who don't like the 1975. It'd be like that. Same. Okay. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Okay. So today we are going to talk about the Palace Theater, which is in New York City. Um, the Palace is a Broadway theater and it's located at 1564 Broadway at West 47th Street. Do you like that spe- <laughs> Very specificity? Specific. Yeah. <laughs> the specifics set you free. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was designed by Milwaukee architects Kirchhoff and Rose and opened in 1913. And I only say the architects because they designed a lot of Chicago buildings. Like what? Plus, we love architecture. They designed a bunch of homes, like big um, mansions on the Gold Coast. Nice. Very cool. Not any um, like building, like um, like businesses, institutions downtown. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe they. Yeah. That's cool. So, a man named Martin Beck, who was a vaudeville entrepreneur um, and producer. He wanted to build, he was coming from San Francisco um, Mm -hmm. and wanted to build a theater to challenge the Keith Albee East Coast Monopoly. So this was these two men, E.F. Albee and Mm -hmm. Benjamin Franklin Keith. And both of them have other people's names. I just need to acknowledge (laughs) that because E.F. Albee, his first name is Edward. (laughs) So Edward Albee and Benjamin Franklin. Oh, there you go. Um, Oh my God, that's... I know. I was wondering, I was like, where is she going with this? Uh, That's very funny. (laughs) Edward Albee and Ben Ben Franklin. Um, Yeah, so they... (laughs) They had like this monopoly on... They owned a ton of uh, theaters in New York. Much okay. like the Schubert organization now, if you're familiar with like mm-hmm. Broadway. <laughs> yep. Um, and they who the, the Schubert organization now owns 17 Broadway theaters. Did you know it was that many? Mm, I knew it was a lot. That but is no, wild. I did not know it was 17. Yeah, it's, it's a shit about it, a monopoly. Yeah. So that was kind of like the Keith Albee cohort was like kind of like the Schubert organization. So they just owned a okay. shit ton of theaters. Work. And Martin Beck wanted to challenge this monopoly. And so he mm-hmm. went there to build or to start a theater. But in order to get acts into his theater, because people were, um, because there was such a monopoly, he had to turn over three quarters ownership to Keith Albee in order to use acts from their circuit, which was pretty much everyone. So he ended up having to give over ownership to the people with the monopoly that he was trying to stop. <laughs> and if that isn't and the most capitalist and thing. Is, and that <laughs> is how you retain a monopoly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because people like wouldn't work with Martin because yeah. they were like scared of getting cut out by Albie and Keith. Yikes. So it's a lot. So anyway, um, so the palace quickly became very legendary um, among still we're in vaudeville time, which by the mm-hmm. way, vaudeville is like so funny to me. It's just like, it's, it's, it's so different you know what i mean it's very different and there's and there's like i really wouldn't know anything comparable it's so it's i feel like it's it it came and went and there was nothing like it before and there's nothing like it after you know what i mean like exactly it's just so specific and like i i would honestly be really down to learn like to take a whole course in it i want to know why it's called that i want to know like when it officially started when it mm-hmm. officially ended true um you know I, I mean, of class. course people i mean of course it should be i mean because it was i didn't realize until honestly the show like i knew like 
about vaudeville in context of theater history, general, like, you know, theater mm-hmm. history yeah. in North America, but like, but I mean, and all over the world, but um, I just, I didn't realize how integral it was to the theater industry, like financially, mm-hmm. socially. Um, and I would really be interested to like learn more about that. And fig- yeah. and also, of course, like vaudeville, like acts still happen and it's like people still like perform in vaudeville styles and do vaudeville shows. Right. Totally. But it is, it is, it is so, it is so specific. Yeah. And, so interesting. I agree. Yeah. I would love to like learn And why more. did it happen? Why did it happen? Mm-hmm. And like what? Yeah. What were why the was it the way it was? And yeah, yeah, yeah. What influenced it? Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, so the palace became, like, very legendary among vaudeville performers, and everyone was trying to get a booking there. And Mm -hmm. so E.F. Albee, one of the owners, was apparently fucking nuts and, like, horrible and often used performers' desire to play at the palace against them and, like, forced the acts to pay, to take a pay cut for performing at the palace and, like, all this stuff. Yeah, it was just, like, a nasty man, which is, like, that's so sleazy and, like, such a, We're going to say Broadway? Yeah, yeah, low-key. It's, like, not far off from, like, Broadway now, kind of. I mean, not to that. It's not specifically no, that. But, but like, yeah, it's no, just sleazy I, a little. Corruption, like this, yeah. yeah. I mean, anytime there's big money involved, uh, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff tends to yeah. be there. Yeah, and we, we Chase and I talk about this all the time, but, like, let's fix Broadway. <laughs> or not at all. Like, at like at all the people of the world. No, I mean, we should fix it, obviously. But, like, there are just so many issues, and it's so commercial that, like, at all the people of the world... Yeah. <laughs> listen up like non-theater people I feel like think that the best theater is on Broadway and not really only the not. best theater not only the best theater but I think people probably assume best practices true yeah true but when in, in fact, fact it's, it's actually some opposite. of the most dangerous some of the most like not yeah. great racist sexist bad. yeah exactly yeah. exactly um and I remember when Smash was on did you ever watch Smash yeah um not the whole thing but yeah I've, I've seen it oh my god it's so good I know it's it so was good. good. Um, but anyway, I remember in, in I remember rumors of when Smash was like getting like taken on and off air. I mean, at the end of the day, it's probably because people just didn't watch it. But I remember like there were rumors of like people trying to sabotage Smash to get it off air because it was a little bit too oh. revealing of Broadway in, culture. Of what? Oh, interesting. But I'm not going to say that 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 is true. I do not know if that is true. Um, we also love Broadway and see many shows on yeah, Broadway. Of course, but we're just talking (laughs) no yeah of course like it's great and has an important legacy and stuff but like there's good theater elsewhere you know good theater yeah yeah yeah, exactly exactly so the palace and vaudeville are doing great at this point but then the great depression hits as often it does in all of our theater histories on this show i feel like the great depression (laughs) always comes into play so it's like everything was happy and great and wonderful then (laughs) the great depression and a huge this caused a huge shift to film and radio because mm-hmm. and vaudeville kind of started to die out pretty quickly because mm-hmm. it was no longer sustainable and it had already been kind of dying out before but this really like clinches the deal cinches the deal um closes the deal closes the deal <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> in 1929 all of the keith albee theaters merged with rca and the palace became a movie theater and radio hall gotcha so the palace tried to revive vaudeville and do some live acts here and there, but and like try to hang on kind of, but it mostly mm-hmm. remained a movie theater until 1965, which wow. is a long time. Yeah. When it was wow. bought. Yeah. 
Well, I just like knowing the pal, like knowing what I know about the palace's history, which is not that extensive. I just am surprised that it wasn't doing live theater in mo- like in like modern modern history, like yeah. till like nineteen sixty five. I know, and they well they hmm. were doing it here and there, and there were some famous acts that came in to like help okay. revive it, kind of, but it never gotcha. really like took dedicated off. Like, it itself was, to live theater. Yeah, yeah, it was primarily a movie theater. Huh. Yeah. So in 1965, the palace was bought by the Nederlander Group, which this makes me think about the the switch to to from vaudeville to like movie theaters and like the fact that the depression changed that. This makes me think about COVID and like how because this is just mm-hmm. a huge it was just a huge shift in theater happened then, right? And a yeah. huge shift in theater is happening now. And yeah. So it's just another like I feel like this is like the next big shift. In yeah, the, yeah, you know the I mean? next thing that's shaping the landscape of yeah. theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, there's little things here and there all the time, right? But like right. this is the like the on to, on a big scale, you know? Yeah, huge, huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge. Yeah, no, I agree. I think so too. And like, what? Yeah, it's just so interesting. Like, what will theater be like when we go back? Will it be different? I will... don't think. I honestly don't know if I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, no one knows because no one knows the future. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, I when I say no one knows, I think I mean like nobody knows. Do you mean mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. nobody knows? I mean, they open. I know that they had like a a show in London that opened at half capacity, and it was everyone just talked about how miserable it was. Everyone was just like, Ugh. really? Yeah, yeah because it was like shitty, and also like the performers hated it because like they're playing to half a house. Like it was actually it's kind of funny because Andrew Lloyd Webber did a speech at the top of the show. And there's a picture of it. And it's just so funny because you're watching Angel Lloyd Webber talk to an empty theater, basically. Mm, and yeah, you're like, wow, wow. It's just a weird image to see someone like, so iconic that would like pack a house to be talking to like people scattered throughout an empty right. theater. Yeah. It's so, like, it looks sad, depressing but, as hell. Yeah. Like the point of theater is like what makes, I think, live performance so special, like compared to movies or what, you know, even in even in a the movie theater. Mm hmm. Like it's a different experience in a live play or something because you're like even the people on stage are like you're all together it's like and an it's exchange like one of energy. moment yeah, yeah and it's yeah. an exchange of energy and like you're there to be moved in some way and like yeah together and you're all you know what i mean and like your heartbeats yeah. start there's even like a study that showed that people's heartbeats start to get go in get in sync oh in the theater. i didn't know that that's so yeah. cute is that true for movie theaters too no, I don't think so. It was something about like mm. live perform, and even like the the actors or the people on stage are like part of it too, which I think is yeah. a significant thing. That's cool. Anyway, so yeah, it's sad. It's like theater is such a communal thing, and it kind of can't be that way now. Mm-hmm. So in 1966, the palace reopened as a playhouse with um, an original production of Sweet Charity. They began showing concerts too. And one of the most famous people was Judy Garland, who, by the way, my grandma saw Judy Garland in concert, and I want to say it was the Palace. That is so cool. That is so. But cool. But it could have been in, it could have been in London too, because you talked about that too. Okay, anyway, pick one, bitch. That is iconic. Saw, she also saw Meryl Streep in London. They what were the like hell? on a trip. They like went on like one trip or something. And <laughs> saw like all these people. Anyway. Whoa, that's so cool. In a restaurant. So, so yeah. So Judy Garland famously performed at the palace, as did her daughter Liza Minnelli. Um, and mm. Josephine Baker, Bette Midler, Diana Ross, like really wow. big people. Yeah. Um, the palace is still an important and famous Broadway house that has had original productions of La Caja Falls and Beauty and the Beast. Cute. To name a couple. Was SpongeBob there? 
Yes, we're getting God, to that. I hated that. We're I getting to that. Hated that musical. Okay, I know you did. It. it also housed Aida, which I Cute. love, and Oklahoma, and Legally Blonde, and like all these oh, shows. Yes, I always forget LGB mm-hmm. was in there. And the get ready for this. You mentioned it, but hmm. the last show, yeah, to perform at the Palace was SpongeBob SquarePants the musical, which is so funny to me because like. <laughs> Also, what is this show? And also, it, oh my god! Not you only hated is it, it, I hated it. And not only is it apocalyptic that SpongeBob the musical is like the last show to play the palace before all this happened, mm-hmm. but also the show itself is about the apocalypse. So, mm. well, it did close. It closed for renovation pre-COVID, so oh, that okay. so um, it didn't get like cut. It didn't get um, shut down the show SpongeBob. Gotcha. It like ended its run and then, yeah. Well, either way, um, hated the musical. Would love yeah. to have a conversation with anyone who liked it because uh, hashtag not my SpongeBob. Not <laughs> it. But we love Panic at the Disco. Didn't he write us? Didn't Brand- yeah, Brendan write Yeah, and a song? so did David Bowie, and so did uh, a lot of other people. David but Bowie. When did he? When did this get written? A while ago. Oh, he, he he has a song in there for sure. That is wild. Who who? Greenlit. Okay, we have to. Okay, move on no, because- it's annoying. What's annoying is yeah. that it would have worked. It would have worked. Oh. I ugh, can't get into SpongeBob. Bane okay. of my existence. <laughs> okay, we'll move on swiftly. <laughs> so it, yeah, so it closed for renovation and it is set to reopen in 2021. But we'll see how it goes. What is the palace? Yeah, because okay. it closed in 2018 for renovation and was and is set to open in 21. But yeah, yeah. So is the rest of Broadway, but we'll see. Right. So that's a little bit about the history. Uh, let's get, do you have anything, any questions, any comments to round us out? Um, not really, except, yeah, no, not really. I don't have any. <laughs> okay. I don't have anything. Okay, I have nothing, sir. Um, okay, let's get into the hauntings then. Let's do it. Everyone talks about the vaudeville presence, mm-hmm. in quotes, that was felt at the theater after vaudeville was done and is still felt there. Mm-hmm. And um, according to Playbill, there are over 100 ghosts that are said to haunt the theater. Damn, girl. I know. It's a lot of ghosts. I know. And one of the ghosts is a cellist who sits in the orchestra pit and plays. And apparently Andrea Ooh, McCardle. I know. I know. And That's apparently horrifying. It's so scary. Like just sitting. I have questions like, though. Do they okay. Are they playing with the other musicians? Like, you know what I mean? Or is it just <laughs> by it? I, I pictured it like when you're like going home for the night. With the ghost light on stage and it's dark save for the ghost light on stage <laughs> and you just hear like a deep cello like i think it's just a horrifying yeah. uh instrument to be played by a ghost agreed right right it's kind of a, a, I, a I played the cello well, when i was younger you and you will do so <laughs> after you die <laughs> well okay but to your point about where when it happened um mm. there is a story of andrea mccardle who played Belle in beauty and the beast and mm-hmm. she saw the the ghost in the cellist in the pit during a performance while she was performing. Shut up. Yeah. During the performance. Yeah. <gasps> right. I want to. Oh, but I, I want to know not... like if they're like pretending to play in the band or like if they're like off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would are they, lose like... my shit if I was like mid mid song looking at the monitor and seeing like a instrumentalist or a. Uh, 
musician that wasn't in there that shouldn't imagine? be in there in there that is so I, sc- I would i would literally like, i can just imagine like the little hiccup in her voice like mid note as she sees that that is horrifying so scary and you just have to keep fucking going Oof. so scary Ooh. there's also a phantom pianist who mm. um plays the piano and the and the keys just move up and down like classic Cute. ghost Cute. like low-key almost unimaginative of this ghost. Okay, but I give me a classic. They're classics yeah, for a true. reason. I love a little piano playing itself. It's so fun. I mean, yeah. I don't want one, but it's fun. <laughs> I don't, but I, now I wonder if there's like a ghost band, you know? I hope there is. I hope they're playing top 40 every night when everyone goes home. <laughs> that sounds 40. so fun. <laughs> little dance They're probably parties. playing SpongeBob. <sighs> if I was going to haunt anywhere also, by the way, I would want it to be a theater. Because really? there is so much, always something happening. There's like always drama and endless True. people watching. And you could always like yeah. mess with people so easily. And you can like also like low-key direct. Like if you like, you know what I mean? Like you could like help direct. You can like help like push True. people around mm-hmm. or like, or trick people into doing certain things that you want them to do. That mm-hmm. honestly does sound kind of fun. Yeah, I there's always much costumes thought. and like Yeah, I props. haven't given much thought to like where I would want to haunt. I would... I think a theater is a is a wonderful is a wonderful and you also get to be a part of everyone's like process which is mm-hmm. like cute and we love a process but um I think it would either be a uh either be a theater oh bitch Disneyland forget about it Disneyland, Disneyland. I'm haunting Disneyland I'm writing those rides because also I think like I think I'm not sure but I at some point in my life I've learned this I don't know if it's true or not but I've heard that they keep the the attractions operating overnight just so that they don't like because like it's like not I, I there's like certain risks in stopping the rides yeah, and then like okay. restarting them the next morning especially because they're only closed for like you know mm-hmm. six or seven hours anyway the, in summer anyway the point is is uh to be a ghost and be able to just run on the park when no one's there ride the rides be a ghost i mean it's be oh that's that's where so i'm hunting fun. that would be fun you could just go on endless rides and yeah, and like, and the then food. like during the day, you just gonna mess around. You get to like, oh, bitch! You like just <laughs> steal a fluff of a kid's pop uh, of a kid's like cotton candy. You st- yeah, you steal a, f- a fluff of the kid's cotton candy as he's walking. You just sees it float away, and then you just get some free cotton candy. <laughs> that sounds so good. Uh, yeah, that would be good. One time, a child ran into my leg, like straight <laughs> ran in, hit it, fell backwards at Disneyland. Okay. And like just started sobbing and I like could, didn't know where the parent was. And like this child just like projectiled into my feet. And it was and by like itself. Landed. Well, no, it and then the dad itself. came up. The dad came up. But at first I was like, <laughs> this child just ran out of nowhere. It was so funny. Mm. I think you were with me. <laughs> I very well could have been. Anyway. Um, so this next one is fun. There are two okay. kids that haunt the theater. Okay. And I Running love into people's ghost. legs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What if it was a ghost? Oh my god, maybe, maybe Scary. she was haunting Disneyland. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I love a theater ghost, a theater kid ghost. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So there's apparently a sad-looking girl who looks down from the balcony. Yeesh. Yeah. Ugh. I just I got the chills. Oh my god. I know. And a little boy who rolls toy trucks around on the landing behind the mezzanine. Why do they have toy trucks on the landing behind the mezzanine? Good question. Oh no, he has one. Does he have a ghost a ghost toy truck? Guess so. Okay. That's what this thing said. 
Okay, Listen, well, I'm not, you can I'm not have, here to... No, but this brings us back to... I feel like you see people with stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, and there's like ghosts the... with, like, lanterns or, like, ghosts with, like, things. And it was like said objects. that, like, that security guard at the New Amsterdam saw Olive Thomas with a little blue bottle yeah, in her hand. Yeah. And, like, wearing a sash. Yeah, they can have props. Like they can that. have accessories. Yeah. Okay. okay. I take it back. Take it back. So he has his own... He brings his own B-Y-O-T. Bring uh, your own truck. Bring your own truck. And, yeah, again... Especially to be a kid ghost in a theater. You could just run around. See, I wouldn't like, like there's that. There's not people there all the time, too. So, like, you can be alone sometimes. Yeah, but you're short. Oh, yeah. No, being a so kid you can't, ghost. You can't, like, I, I would hate to be a. I, yeah, I never liked. I never. I mean, I had a great childhood, but I would never quite liked being a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the like being I a like kid being ghost wouldn't be fun. But, like, if you were a kid ghost, it would be fun to be at a theater. Yeah. But luckily for us, we have passed that. Um, yeah so we don't have to worry about being a child ghost ghost. thank god it just sounds boring it sounds so boring yeah 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 i never thought about it and i need i need like the brain processing power and like intellectual ability uh in the afterlife do you mean like to keep myself entertained otherwise maybe that's bored as a kid and the kid would just if i was a kid i'd just be like i want to leave but i can't and i'm a ghost and Mm. i would just be a sad boy but maybe that's the form that they take because that's when they died but their soul or whatever, their spirit is mm. ageless. All knowing. Well, and like would just be is you know, it's just like not a it's kid just, mind. It's you know just what I mean? a, it's just a spirit. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Who knows? So apparently, moving on to another ghost, mm-hmm. apparently there is a spirit in a brown suit who walks past the office doors at night. Ew. I know. Ew. And people think that it is Martin Beck who was the man who built the palace. And so that he's wow. just like, and had to like give over ownership and stuff. So I kind of love that thought that like, he's like guarding the palace. Yeah, you know? that's dope. And stays I love there that. keeping an eye that's out. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's also the presence of George, who was a former manager who hung himself by the fly door. Mm. And people say that when you walk by the fly area, you can smell burning cigarettes that he used to smoke. Ooh. Which brings us again to ghosts and smells. Can ghosts have a signature scent? I mean, I I I I I will say I do buy cigarette like the smell of cigarette smoke of a, like a of an old smoker over over like the so general sulfuric smell that people smell and they attribute to ghosts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's like a repeated behavior, like smoking cigarettes, I totally buy that. Yeah. Or like perfume or something. Like yeah. Or perfume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 I agree. I think so. And also it is kind of interesting to point out the fact that people will smell that cigarette smoke and a uh, hundred dollars down. It's probably a smoke free theater. So why else would they be smelling this smoke? True. Good point. Yeah. Ooh, freaky. There are two ghosts that are the most famous for haunting the palace. One is acrobat Luis Bosalina, and he's known as the palace ghost. I know. Bosalina. Bosalina. Um, (laughs) Apparently his name was misspelled as Borsalino in a New York Times article in 1935, and the misspelling Mm. stuck. So you see the name, the wrong name a lot for him. Oh, I would be pissed. I know, right? Ugh, I'd be so mad. I'd so be mad. so mad. I would burn that theater to the ground in my afterlife. Oh, my Same. God. They got my name wrong? Lana Romero? Lana Romero. <laughs> so they got his name wrong, but his name is, for the record, 
Louise Bosalina. Or Louis, right. I guess. I don't know how I'm saying Louise, but I think it's okay. Louis. <laughs> so we, we can't quite reclaim it for him, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll try our best. Louis <laughs> Bosalina. The story is that in 1935, he was a part of a well-known high-wire act called the Four Casting Pearls, which is so fun. Mm. Such a like elegant name. Beautiful. And they had a performance at the palace with no net. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. So you see, see where, where this, this is, is going. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And during the show, Lewis missed the hands of his partner, who was supposed to grab him during a flying trick. And he fell. It was called, oh, the trick was called the death loop. Okay. Because it was like so uh, aptly cra- named. crazy. Right. Yeah, aptly but then named. he actually okay. fell and he fractured his pelvis and had severe internal bleeding. And stagehand said, yeah. And stagehand said that when the theater is empty, Louis Bosolina can be seen swinging across the stage <gasps> and he lets out a blood curdling str- scream and reenacts falling to his death. Ew, Lena. I was mm-hmm. literally like, you know what's so funny is before you mentioned the screaming part, I was I was about to say like that's so beautiful, like such a beautiful like graceful image of like this little like ghost looking thing swinging through the swinging. air. I'm like, oh, that's so pretty. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you said the scream part and uh, I don't like that. Yeah, you're out. I know. Um, <laughs> he screams and then nose dives to the ground. Ew. I mean, it's just so like, scary. Imagine, I, I would know. literally, if I saw that and I worked there, I would quit. I would leave. I would leave and I would join a nunnery. That's Same. wild. Ugh. It's so scary. Ooh, I know, I know, I know. Imagine just hearing a scream. Um, well, also what's funny to me is that he is reenacting his death every night. Like, it's like so funny. Well, like, like, maybe he'll, maybe once people freaking know, you know, spell his name right, he'll yeah. stop doing that. Maybe he's just true. trying to get some attention. Yeah, true. <laughs> he's like, uh, it's Bosalina, huh? Not the Barcelona cheese. <laughs> Um, Sorry, Italians <laughs> everywhere. Oh, or, okay, another thought I had was uh-huh. that um, maybe he's like destined to always, either he's trying to do the trick right every time, mm-hmm. or he's mm-hmm. like destined to always mess it up. Like, So do you think it's like a conscious thing, or do you think that it's just like an imprint that's left in between dimensions? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like where it's like not like a, I don't know, it just is interesting. Like I wonder if he's, if it's like a cognizant, like self-aware haunting or that act that was like so high risk and obviously very tragic, like mm-hmm. just left its imprint in this, the air. In exactly. The air. Yeah, true. Yeah. There's a little yeah. more context that um, kind of talks about that, but not really. Um, <laughs> but it's that he actually didn't die at the theater. People thought he did. Oh, okay. So he did. So it's like more like residual haunting okay. people okay. think. Right. Yeah. He was just very, very badly injured. Um, but he actually died later from something else. You know, he like recovered yeah. from recovered from this. Oh, you're telling me he didn't even die from. I thought you were going to say he just like died at the hospital no. afterwards. No, he didn't even die oh, he from did this accident. accident. Yeah. Oh, OK. Hmm. That but is people very think weird. It's a residual haunting. That's what um, it must be. Ghosty ma- experts say that is really interesting. Though. Mm-hmm. I know. I have no idea what to make of that. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, but moving on to my favorite ghost in the palace theater. People think that Judy Garland herself haunts the palace. Ooh. And apparently she hangs out near a door that was built specifically for her, for her concert, Aww. at the rear of the orchestra where she would come Cute. out. 
Cute. Mm-hmm. And she used it for a private ex- uh, entrances and exits. And so people have seen her poking her head out. This is so cute. Poking Shut her up. head out before like vanishing backstage again. Shut up. To That's like so look cute. at the audience. Oh, yeah. that gives me so many feels. I love that. Oh my God, no. bitch. If I saw the ghost of Judy Garland, I would. Eat. No, I can't. And I would, I would die happy. I mean, I would, I wouldn't need anything else. Yeah, me either. Oh, that's so all cool. I want. That's why I need to like work at the palace or something. <laughs> You're an usher at SpongeBob. <gasps> oh my god. Um. Well, that's the end of our hauntings. It brings Cute. us to a close. Judy Garland closed us out, as she does. I love it. I love it. So we can move on to our bonus content, which this Ooh. week is named. Bony content. <laughs> Bony content. That's so cute. Very um, imaginative. <laughs> not imaginative. It gives, it gives me um, strong Mario Kart vibes. Bony Why? content. I don't know. Something about it. I can like hear Mario cute. Kart bones. Yeah. Bony content. Mm-hmm. Um, like so I this hear bony- a xylophone. I hear a xylophone. Oh yeah, yeah. That should be the oh, intro. So good. Oh, if I find a royalty free. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, xylophone effect. I will put it in here. Perfect. <laughs> um, so bony content time. The no whistling in theater superstition. So this, have you heard of this? I have heard of it. I actually, I actually not to, <laughs> not to burst your bubble. I think I know what, why it's bad luck to whistle backstage, but there might be more reasons. So I'm ready to learn. I'm just saying I have heard of it. And I think I also adhere to it pretty tightly. Um, I, I never whistle backstage and I also, I mean, I whistle often, but not backstage. I'm very aware of that and I don't do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I also, I think I've, I think I've like, I don't think I've told people to stop cause I'm not an asshole, but I've like told friends about it. Um, and sometimes in hopes, in a, in a hope stop. that they would stop <laughs> themselves. Hey, hey, uh, you shouldn't whistle. Hey, did you hear about the, what happened? <laughs> um, well, I actually think you're right about, cause I think we've actually talked about this. Um, about the reason, but for everyone else, all of those listeners out there, mm. this random, seemingly seemingly random superstition has its roots in safety in early days of large scale stage productions. A lot like much like the palace, um, the backstage crews were composed mostly of off duty sailors um, who used their rigging skills to manipulate the sets and curtains and like mm. tie knots and stuff. Mm. And just as they would on a ship or a boat (laughs) just as they would on a large sea vessel that's what i wrote (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) just as they would on a ship the crews communicated with each other through a series of coded whistles so they had like it would be like (laughs) for like drop this or like you know what i mean it was like different codes this meant that like an actor or director or whatever like oblivious to this fact walking backstage whistling oftentimes like a set piece or something would get lowered and hit them and it became yeah. and it was just very dangerous when it that. wasn't supposed to yeah when yeah, it wasn't yeah, supposed yeah. to because they would hear whistling and hear hear a signal and then do something yeah, like oh i'll people, drop the big heavy thing yeah and then right. someone's standing right there <laughs> on and, that yeah. person's head yeah yeah so people got injured so that's where mm. the superstition came from which is like a very real thing oh um, absolutely and now absolutely yeah one time i remember actually in school um, I don't know if you were on this production, but like mm-hmm. we, I think it was the Hamakata. What show was it? I think it was Hamakata. Oh, so actually you were, you're in it. This is in it. Yeah. Um, and I was working backstage and, um, this happened. It like fell on 
uh, one of the the like scrim or whatever the backdrop you mm-hmm. know how it has the heavy metal pole it fell yeah. on someone's head backstage what yeah. was it during and rehearsals it wasn't bad. or is it during a show i was during uh like tech you don't remember that did we stop rehearsal and like help that person yeah briefly it wasn't that bad it was like slowly being lowered kind scary. of scary yeah huh i do not remember but that i mean i don't remember a lot about that show and what i do remember is sorry my cat's meowing daisy daisy Anyway, hot Mikado. Uh, yeah. So you say, so do you think that that was brought about by whistling? No, no, backstage? no. I was just saying, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that is the whistling um, superstition. Is that what you thought? Yeah, that is that that that's yeah. what I that's yeah. what I knew to be true. Yeah, it's a good it's a good superstition. I think it's honestly, I think it's probably my favorite my favorite like theater classic superstition is no mm-hmm. whistling backstage. It just makes so I much agree. sense. Yeah, because it's practical. Like the other it's ones super are practical. Kind of dumb. Yeah, and like, and you can tell there's a history with it, right? Like, yeah, um, you know, green and red costumes or green and blue costumes. That's what it was. Um, you know, you you know there is a history with it, and you know like the specific story, but it's like not a cool story. What's a cool story is picturing like all these like burly like brawny sailors whistling to each other to tell each other how to like raise and lower curtains during a performance and how like some dipshit could be walking backstage and just whistling their favorite song and being responsible for serious damage and or injury and or death and or death death so yeah agreed i, I like good. the superstition too um too. like it's a chase and lena ghost light seal of approval it does because you know what you're right. Like some of them are dumb. Like the Macbeth one. Okay. I actually don't fuck with that. I don't say his name. Well, yeah, because everyone In will theaters. yell at you. I say it here. Yeah. Well, first of all, I will say, I do think it's very annoying when actors will be like, oh, don't say that. And like, <laughs> you mean get really upset. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, girl, like, you know what I mean? Like take everything with a grain of salt. I, do, I, like I said, I do not say it myself. I don't risk it. And if I do say it, I do spin three times over my left shoulder and spit. But, <laughs> That being said, if like, someone else says it, I don't care. Okay, good. I just feel like it's a play. I'm in a theater. It's a famous play. It's bound yeah. to come up. Like, oh my what? god, we should do we should do that for one of the bonus contents. Why didn't any of us do that? Maybe we should maybe we'll we should cut out. this out. <laughs> no, no, we'll keep it in. But I, 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 it, I would like to learn more about yeah. it. And like, I want proof. I want examples. I want a history with it. Um, like I said, I already believe in it. But it does drive me crazy when like when like people backstage will be like will like gasp and be like oh, you said the name yeah it's like, like so annoying yes like, it was a slip up I think the theater gods will forgive me yeah also what happens if you're doing Macbeth no that's the rule is you can oh. only you can only say it if you're doing it oh oh my god okay well even more proof how it's not a real thing sorry <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover that later uh, but I do want to learn more like what is the origins of that yeah, anyway totally love those hauntings Judy love we love you the palace sounds fun. It sounds like it sounds like a good spooky, um, but cool place. Like it's a cool history, right? Yeah, yeah. It feels pretty cool. Very storied. Hmm. Hmm. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. As always, yes, please subscribe you. to the podcast if you haven't already, and feel free to check out other CTC podcasts as well. And if you're out there wondering how else you can support Ghostlight, please rate us and leave us a review on whichever listening platform you use. It helps a lot with the content we create and also it helps with Ghostlight on the charts. 
And be sure to follow us on Instagram if you haven't already at ghostlightctc. And should you have any spooky stories you would like to share with us, theater related or not, it can be anything, feel free to send them our way to ghostlightctc at gmail.com. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. We love you so much. And don't forget to leave the light on. And don't forget to leave the light on. Ooh, leave the light on. Ooh, leave the okay, light wait. on. Wait, sorry. Do you want to do... Don't stop yours. Okay. Because I think she... Do, I don't know if you heard the bag. She was on for your last line. Oh, I didn't hear it, but let's okay, just well, do it again. Fine. Oh, okay. Thank you all so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. We love you all so much. And don't forget to leave the light on. Leave the light on. Hey, leave the light on. Leave the light on.